Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend a few minutes focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Ray, an employability and careers consultant with the University of Exeter. And you can catch up with all of our series, keep up with all our regular releases by doing those subscribing and following things. We're on iTunes and Spotify. I'm really pleased to be joined here by Alina and Izzy from the Enactus Society. And maybe to start us off, could you tell us what on earth the Enactus Society actually is? So Enactus is basically a social enterprise startup society, but it's not just in Exeter. There's also loads across the country at all different universities. And I like to explain it like the Enactus, the EN is for entrepreneurship, the ACT is for action, and then US is for community. And there's lots of different teams within Exeter, and there's some ones in the UK, and then there's also some ones abroad as well. Similar to Izzy, for me, when I first came across it, it was very apparent that its mission mainly is to combine economic, social, environmental missions, because they often interrelate, and trying to bring that to students in an accessible manner, and really start empowering students to empower enterprises all across the globe. Right. So it's a society that's about empowering students to empower enterprises. And you got involved with the society and then found the projects that you're working on? Or how did that work? For me, I found the society first. And then I had a good look at everyone's projects. And everyone was doing really incredible stuff. And it was really inspiring. But then our president asked if I'd be happy to become a project leader on one of the projects that didn't manage to get up to speed during the lockdown. And then I accepted. And that's how I found the society, the group that I'm currently in, which is Waste for Growth, Ghana. And then similar for me, yeah, I heard about the society in my first year through like a a friend of a friend, I think. And I studied economics and I'd written my whole personal statement on development economics. So then I heard about Biosmart when I got there and I joined in my first year and then I led it last year. And then this year I'm leading it with my brother, which is nice. So I remember my first year at the society fair, there was the entrepreneurship society. And I actually felt a bit scared of like going near the table because even though I had that interest, I was like, what can I do? I'm just me almost like imposter syndrome if I were to join the society. But Enactus is really good for that, actually, because it's not just profit-driven, be the best of the best. It does push you to do things you've never done before, and it does push you to set your targets high. The atmosphere of the society is so welcoming and supportive. So that's why, actually, I'm quite happy I've joined Enactus. I've never once felt, like, uncomfortable that I couldn't ever say like an idea or feel like my team would shut down an idea, like every idea is welcome. And like you said, like the central focus is what are the issues that we're tackling and like the compassion that we talked about. And then what stems from that is like all the skills that you learn and like the workshops that they'll run on public speaking and things like that. But like the core focus has always been the issues. It sounds like it's a way for you to develop your entrepreneurial selves as people who maybe wouldn't think of themselves as entrepreneurs, but you've got that starting point that's your compassion for your cause. And then that entrepreneurial development happens and comes more naturally from that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly. It, yeah. Because I think that a lot of people, in any case of my team, 
we are definitely all entrepreneurs. We all have ideas and we all have backgrounds that actually support where our project is going. But yeah, we're not just looking for profit and any profit that does get made in the future from our project goes back into the project. So it's a real um, circular sort of process. I guess now might be a good time to understand a bit more about what these range of projects are, because you said you sort of heard about the different projects that there were and you've joined projects and ended up leading projects, in fact, that already existed before you got involved in an actus. So what's the purpose of the projects that exist? So for our project, the main targets, what we're targeting is plastic pollution and poverty. So in Ghana, there's a real problem with just plastic in waterways, plastic in cities, just everywhere. Um, there's problems with waste management, with the legitimacy in organisations, trust, uh, knowledge. So one of the things that we're going to be doing is creating a local sustainable alternative to plastic out of what is already present in the country. So our focus is going to be on coastal communities, for example, Accra, the capital in Ghana, and creating a bioplastic from seaweed, which is a real issue as well over there because there's so much of it. It's termed a bit of an infestation. So we're hoping to tackle that problem alongside offering a locally based plastic alternative, which then can be used in local small to medium sized businesses. Biosmart's quite similar. Biosmart's aim is to tackle fuel poverty in Kenya. And we recently expanded to Zanzibar as well. And there's a massive issue with trying to find fuel and the fact that logging is also illegal in Kenya. So there was a design a few years ago from students in Exeter who designed a furnace where you burn agricultural waste instead of wood. So like coconut shells and leaves. And it's a big farming village that we work in. And it basically creates biochar which is like alternative sustainable fuel source compared to charcoal. And, and then when you burn it, you make 50% of the carbon emissions that you would otherwise be making if you were burning charcoal. And then we work with 14 women there who sell the fuel at their local market pre-COVID. We're trying to mitigate post-COVID and markets, maybe try and find new clients now, but they sell them at the local market for a profit. But I think a lot of other groups and extra as well tackle like a range of issues like homelessness, there are a lot of sustainability-focused projects as well. But yeah, that's Biosmart's aim. From hearing not just what your project's about, but the tone in which you both talk about your project, it sounds really like it's compassionate people who are working on these projects. It's like you've got a cause really at your heart and you're choosing to put your energy in quite a compassionate way to solve problems on multiple levels. I mean... One of the reasons why I wanted to join an actors in the first place was because compassion is all well and good, but if compassion is all you have, then you're not going to get very far. So you have to have an our sort of economic society, which is, it can tell you a lot more about than I can probably. Business is one of the things that leads our values. It's one of the things that constructs how we live our life. So by combining that compassion with business skills, and structure and working internationally with communities then you can actually start to do something with your compassion instead of just seeing it and feeling a certain way you can actually start to do something so yeah that was definitely one of the reasons I wanted to join to be around people who wanted to do a similar thing as me 
that's what's so nice about an actors as well that you start and you join the society with like you said compassion or an aim to want to do something outside your degree like this and then you meet like-minded people who have maybe done a year already in the project and know how they run or have some sort of skills that they can teach someone who's just joined the society it's really nice it's like a really nice thing to do outside of your degree and at uni it's a great way to meet like-minded people so it sounds like it maybe draws in lots of different people. So you might be drawn in from that sense of compassion and that sense of feeling that Alina's talked about, but it could also be that you're drawn in because actually you want to work on something from a more business perspective. Is that right? Are there other people that are there from more from that angle? I think so. Especially like the nationals at the end, you kind of like present the projects and like all the universities compete against each other. And by that point, you're presenting like those skills that you learn about how to speak in public and how to present well, how to best present your project and show that you've had a great impact over the last year or how you fundraise, like the grants that you apply to, like all of those skills that you learn, how to work in a team. Those are all very like business focused skills that you learn, which are quite hard to find when you're just doing your degree like it's a great society for that it's a very nice society where you have people who have great aims and a focus on helping tackle like loads of different issues but then also have a very like business like-minded mindset in a way but that's not something that you need to arrive at the society with but I think you can get taught those things and, and practice them yeah, I mean, like as he says, I've only been in my project for a fairly short while. But in our team, there are people who are law students, who are biomed students, and from business management. And everyone has different skills. So I've learned already that sort of knowledge sharing atmosphere is something you don't really get through your degree, which tends to be a very individual, you know, focused work. So, yeah, you learn a lot from actually just being around other people. Yeah, it sounds like quite a unique environment to get to be in. And you've talked about how you develop skills and learn from other students and and work on your projects. But you've also talked about the kind of input that you're having from sort of external experts. I'm wondering whether there's anything that you've, in all that learning that you've done, I'm wondering if there's anything that's changed your perspective on what it's possible to do in the world of work in terms of bringing your compassion to the world of work. One of the things that I thought would be a lot more difficult to do was to branch out and reach out to people. But what we've found so far is that when you're actually talking to the people who are experiencing the problem, they are very willing to talk because they want to solve the problem. So anyone else who wants to contribute to that and perhaps talk about creating a solution, those conversations can happen where once you have one connection, you can double that and then talk to whoever they know. It's quite a domino effect. That wasn't something I was expecting, but it's a very positive sort of thing that I've learned. A nice surprise. Teamwork is a big one as well, especially in my first year being a project member. And then in my second and third year being a project leader, you kind of get the exposure from both angles. It's such a good experience to have because like when you go into the world of work and you start your first job and then maybe as you work your way, I don't know, you see like the different angles of it and how to like lead a team. I've never done that before. And knowing how I felt as a project member, how I'd want the team to be led and how to then apply that now as project leader. Like those are really great skills to learn at uni. 
it sounds like this kind of element of compassion in how you operate is really present. So it's like, actually, you know, what you've just been talking about, Alina, is networking, which is something that people can feel a bit uncomfortable about or feel a bit cringe around. And actually what you're saying of if you're connecting about a problem and finding a solution and, you know, your shared concern for the cause, it can flow much more naturally. And if you work with a team, like you're saying, Izzy, if you, you know, if you work with a team, listening to them and in a compassionate way, not just for the people that your cause is benefiting, but for the people that you're working with in that process, then you're actually kind of having a, a bigger impact as well. Is there anything else that you'd like to sort of tell students about, particularly in terms of what happens in your projects or how they might want to get involved in them? I think you can kind of approach an actress at any point throughout the year, but especially at the beginning of the year and the first few weeks, you kind of get to hear about all the different projects. And I think not just choosing the issue that you want to tackle or what you might find interesting, but also like, do you want to be part of a really new team that's like a month old and learn the skills of how to do all the risk assessments and work out where you should even set up all those things? Or do you want to join maybe a team that's a bit older and a project that's kind of a bit more up and running but they're looking at completely different problems like okay how do we scale up how do we apply for grants how do we apply for funding I think a lot of teams are open and an actors is open to having people join throughout the year but yeah I would highly recommend it I've met some great people I've met people that I wouldn't have met at uni otherwise and I've learned a lot of things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise as well joining an actors is great if you have an idea or if you even don't but you want to see what other ideas people have had because as a group, Enactus has a lot of connections and it's got a good structure to support groups. If you have an idea and you want to do something about it, it's really difficult if you don't have any connections, if you don't have that organisation behind you. So that's one of the main things that Enactus is really, really good for. Also, from a careers perspective, I know this is a careers podcast, but it's worth knowing as well that a lot of companies, when it comes to applying for internships and grad roles, really look at an actus and actually sponsor an actus and then when you go to apply and you look at the forms they'll ask you if you're part of societies like this and I think you can actually get like bumped up the application process because I think they look for students that are involved in things like this at uni so that's always worth knowing as well. It's a really useful tip thanks for adding that one it certainly sounds like it's an opportunity for students no matter where they're at in their entrepreneurial journey or in their compassionate career journey or just in their kind of self-development journey in their time and certainly if you're looking for that bit of connection to the world at large and to the broader student community beyond your academic course it sounds like a really good way to get involved with that. If I was a student now I'd be signing up after this conversation so hopefully some of the people listening will start crossing your paths so thank you so much both for coming and joining me for this episode of the podcast thank you thanks for having us yeah thanks for having us this was the career zone podcast brought to you by the university of exeter career zone you can find this series on itunes and spotify so do subscribe and follow us to keep up with our regular releases And we would love to hear from you. So if there is something on your mind, then share your thoughts or questions on Instagram at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone or Twitter at UOE Careers. Hashtag Career Zone Podcast and we'll follow up in one of the next episodes. 
Finally, of course, you can find out more information about all the support we offer at exeter.ac.uk slash careers.